Well, hello there. It's been so long. Here I am, Mike, and I got my buddy Massey here with us. That's the excitement for another Friday. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, Friday morning, it's 10 a.m. You got the podcast going on. Self-evident. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Here we are to give our uh-huh. reasoned, deep, philosophical, philosophical underpinnings of yes. our belief systems as in accordance to subsection eight of the bylaws <laughs> of self-evidence. <laughs> yeah, know, that's us. That stuff. Yeah, so because of that, because you are so enamored with us, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. And we know you ain't. Yeah. Why haven't you? Do do we need to have a talk? Do we have to have a talk with you? <laughs> Sit you down and say, why aren't you participating? So like, share, subscribe, go to the website, get yourself some merch, kind of like, you know, the T-shirts, the hats, the books, the videos, the stuff you have all come the, to love. All, all the junk. The, all the junk. But it's all great. It's all gravy. Uh, Mass, how's your week been? It's been good. We're we're doing stuff. <laughs> yes, I, I mean, love I love you stuff. Can't, you can't get enough of doing stuff. Stuff. Uh, but we're we're doing a lot of stuff in the name of Jesus. So there's a lot of stuff moving, uh, not just with the uh, self evident, but the church as well. So we're excited. Uh, but we have a lot of stuff to unroll and unpack here this week. Yeah, we're we going to be uh, excited about that. Really happy. Also, I got my sons working with me. I was supposed to take a photo, and I didn't do that. So, Brent, if you could do me a photo, take a photo of them working, and send it to this f- man, Rahel. That would be awesome. <laughs> but, Jimmy, I mean, get a good photo. It's exciting for them to, to – my sons are actually working for me. <laughs> Boom. So, so where I have them do chores and my slave labor, here I actually kind of may have to kick them a little bit. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, this isn't quite slave labor. It's servant labor yeah it's, it's just different. call it a label or labor of love boys yes you're doing it for the lord for jesus <laughs> yes yes that actually gives us Very all the stuff. reason and excuse to yep. not have to really pay you <laughs> hey look who's watching man Vinny's Ooh. on steve jarvis is on what's is up exciting. guys that's cool welcome that's cool. thank you thank welcome. you so glad you would spend your morning with us. Hey, I do want to uh, do a little recap. Thank you so much for all of you who tuned in, prayed, and fasted with us. Those of you who prayed with us, um, I just want to say thank you so much to all of you. It was a great day for Self Evident. It was a great day for you guys, I'm assuming. Um, and those of you who fasted with us, congratulations, especially if it was one of your first times or you're just getting used to what it means to fast. <coughs> Which we heard. Way to go. We heard that. Like yeah. Some people were yeah. saying, I never fasted before. Thank you for doing this. We had people tuning into the live stream that had never even heard of our channel before uh, telling us thank you. And yep. so you see the the people are actually clamoring for this. And we're going to do it again. What was the date that we set for next month? September 30th. September 30th. So, guys, remember, we're going to be fasting Friday, September 30th. Both Mike and I will be in the studio. Um, we're going to do the format a little bit different, but the same format as far as people coming in to pray. So we're going to have some different guests on. Uh, to pray for our nation, to pray for our children, pray for, uh, you know, what's going on in America. So thank you for joining us. And thanks, Mike, for for doing the whole thing. 
you know, it's it's a it's a it's a beauty to have a guy like him doing this because you know you trust him and he he ran forward with it and I was lazy and didn't want to do it so. <laughs> Almost spit out my cup. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. heard your thoughts that day. Better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I was fast. No. I was fasting too. I was praying too. I went on the thing in the in the prayer. And I'm looking forward to both of us doing yeah, it. Yeah, dude, that's gonna be fun. Studio. And okay. we're gonna have some really cool things. So, like, what we want to do too is give prayer focus points, and also too, what are the effects of prayer and fasting for a nation, for a church, you know, for for a people, for a family? We're gonna be doing uh, different things like that. So, just stay tuned for that. September 30th. Sign up again. Uh, not sign up. You don't have to sign up for that. You just do it. But join us. Sign on up Fe- in your heart on Friday, September 30th, and you will be blessed. Subscribe in your heart. And then click subscribe the subscribe button. And then hit the bell for the post notifications to you on YouTube so you guys don't miss out on any video, any right. short, or anything that we put out in content. Yeah. Do it. And then go get some merch, too. Life, liberty, the pursuit of holiness. Uh, there, I hope we've taken care of all the orders. There were some that mix-ups that we had some orders. I hope you got them. If you have not got them, email us. We'll get them out to you. Um, we're trying to do our best to fulfill all the orders. So please, please bear with us. We just got a... a, a Couple new employees like my kids. Uh, Ice T now goes to school, so she can't be with us. My kids are homeschooled, which means they're lazy. And uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, that's that's code for I put them put to work. That way, my kids are super. <laughs> what do you say? I say wouldn't it. put it that way. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's making you look good. All right, so. Oh, September 30th is a Saturday? Yeah, I, it's the 29th. September, then 29th. correct me. I did. You didn't listen. So September 29th, <laughs> Friday, we are fasting. We got our poop in a group here. Yeah, I had to have Vinny call us out. Thanks a lot for embarrassing us, Vinny. Appreciate Thanks, it. Vin. It's your fault. All right, so we're going to put five minutes. Somebody got a timer over there? What's we, a timer, Dad? Dad, what what's is a timer? That? Time. Time is like a construction of society. Yeah, it's a conglomerate of cells. Yeah. Brenner, All right, Breno, you ready? It. You count us down. Ready? Go. Number one, first up, first slide. Um, I And this one is a serious note. I forgot which one it was, so I probably wouldn't have introed it that way. But go ahead, throw up the slide. Um, Hawaii wildfires. Uh, this one just kind of saddened and appalled me, and I thought it was something to talk about. Winds from Hurricane Dora have fueled wildfires across the Hawaiian island of Maui. That's so crazy. Right now, and, and the pictures are what really caught me. So those first two slides are showing, it's actually video, but I just got screenshots. Like, it looks like post-apocalyptic. It, it looks look like terrible. What did they know what caused it? Is it just So forced? there were wildfires, and then winds from a far-off hurricane spread the yeah, wildfires. I didn't think... Hawaii had that kind of. I thought it was pretty lush over there. Like what? Yeah, it, it all caught it, it. Forgive me. I don't. I don't know much of Hawaii, and I apologize I don't for either. that. I don't. I don't want to sound. But Lahaina, Lahaina, Maui was absolutely leveled. Like hundreds God, of billions, over sixty died, and there the numbers keep increasing. So, um, I I know this sounds cliche, but pray for the people of Hawaii. Well, let's just do it pray now. for this area. Lord, yeah, Lord we, we are we are praying for. Gosh, it seems so. I know the power of prayer, Father. So I know what you can do and how you can move. And we pray for that, for that spot in Maui. And I just thank you, Father, that you would, um, 
It's not even about just comfort and peace, Lord. It's about rebuilding and, Lord, not letting them lose the hope that's in you, Father. And I thank you, God, that you would descend on them, Father. And I thank you, Lord, that you would use this and that they would understand that that that, that this will build them, Father, that they would have uh, sufficient understanding, Lord, to do that. But, Lord, especially for peace, that that just, I couldn't even imagine going through it, Lord. So we, we bless them. We pray for them, Father. And, Lord, send us if we need to be sent, Father, to be there. Uh, in Jesus' name, Lord, for those families, and Lord, I pray you give comfort to those who have, to those who have lost uh, loved ones. That's wow. I yeah. saw it yesterday, and I just asked my in Jesus' name, Amen. I asked my wife. I said, "What was that?" She goes, "I don't know. I've just been seeing it all day." It's like, yeah. what it's, the heck? It it the pictures and the videos caught me of like how much destruction it really did. Like, wow, it just leveled the town. So prayers are with them. We're going to move on to the next topic. So Massachusetts couple has been banned from fostering. Yes, they are not allowed to foster. So after all the home studies, webinars, classes, and vetting, they have been rejected. Why? Because they're evil, awful, horrible, abusive Catholic worship leaders who love the Lord and want to make a good home for foster kids. That is right. Uh, The husband, Mike, he is an Iraq war vet. The wife, Kitty... Former paraprofessional for special needs kids that run a small business and lead worship for Catholic Mass. Sounds horrible. Do you realize Massachusetts has over 1,500 kids that need a foster family but do not currently have one? It's so bad wow. that they are actually housing kids in hospitals to, to handle this problem. But the state is taking the time to reject a Catholic couple because, guess what, Drum roll. During the home interviews, the Burks noticed that many of the questions they were being asked focused on, focused on their Catholic views regarding sexual orientation, wow. marriage, and gender dysphoria. Couple insisted that they would love and accept any child, no matter their sexual orientation or struggles with gender identity. However, their law firm explained, because Mike and Kitty said they would continue to hold their religious beliefs about gender and human sexuality, Massachusetts denied them a license to foster any children because, as a reviewer put it, their faith is not supportive and neither are they. And this is where the argument breaks down for those. Like, um, I'm, I'm with my buddies who, who do abolitionist rising. I don't care if you like that or not. I'm all for the abolition of, of, of ending human life and helping those who are victims of, of rape and incest and all those things, the number one thing that you get asked by liberals is, would you foster kids? Yeah, exactly. Would you do it? You have a family here who's willing to do it, and now because of their religious views, they can't do it, which is illegal, right. by the way. It is. You cannot determine what kind of parent I'm going to be because of my religious views. You can't do that. I have freedom of religion. Dude, this is insanity. So yeah, I hope they sue and I hope they, they win are. and I hope dude, no no, I hope they win. They Me Not too. only win, set a precedent for the nation because that's what it's going to take is for us to fight back. Because all we know is submission. All we know is submission. You brought up a point today. Sorry to kind of take this no, on a you're tangent. Good. You're good. But listen, you brought up a point today about Stephen, was it Stephen Crowder interviewing someone? Yes. What was the what was so the So it's an older reel and Stephen Crowder is interviewing somebody and and the guy is saying well, we should be able to vote against freedom of speech. Gotcha, thank you. We should be able to vote against freedom of speech. And Crowder, uh, Crowder's asking him, like, where has that been good? Th- but you know? let's take it a step higher. That's not, a, that's not a man-given right. Exactly. You can't vote something that you didn't give me. 
You can't vote on something you don't you, you didn't give me. You didn't give me the freedom of speech or the press. This is why Congress can't make a law about it. Man cannot touch what God gave us. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Nor can you terminate what is not yours. That's why abortion, the abortion argument is so ridiculous. It's like it took you, it took two to tango. So the man's out of it, but guess what? If you want to keep it, he's financially responsible. But if he wants to get out of it, he can't be. It's ridiculous, <laughs> right? So what we're doing is we're telling people that the law is no longer good and that evil is good. And then what we do is what we're doing in California now. <laughs> well, this is Canada, but yes. I know. What Same we're doing, no, but what we're doing in California now is asking oh. the National Guard to come in because the cops aren't oh, sufficient. Yeah. Because we've been because we told them that the cops we need to defund you because you're all pigs. So now we're calling on the National Armory to come in and deal with issues going on in California. Guys, I'm telling you, you may think I'm weird about this. They're trying to normalize martial law. Oh, yes. They're going to normalize martial law. We can't let that happen. We cannot let that happen. If California wants to be stupid and allow law, yes, this is idiotic. Look up the term idiot. This is idiotic. It is stupid. And if they want to be that, you be that. We'll be Florida. We'll be Texas. We'll be South Dakota. We'll be doing mm -hmm. our thing. But we don't need the martial law when we got people who are police officers who understand these places. And not all of them are good. Most of them are. I know a lot of them. They're great people. Yeah. Not all of them are great all over the country. Of course, we know that. But that goes with anything. The banking industry, the, the bakery industry, the, anything, right? So they're trying to normalize martial law because we can't do it locally. So please come save us, big national government, instead of crying out to God who gives us life. This is ridiculous, dude. It really is. It's nuts. And similarly, nuts, Canada says no plastic for you. They're moving to ban plastic wrappings for meat and bags for produce at grocery stores. Now, <laughs> can we just film? Dude, <laughs> plastic. <gasps> Clutch my pearls. Plastic. Won't somebody please think of the plastic. children? Oh, my goodness. Oh. oh, my goodness. So, of course, they can't use paper because, you know, paper kills trees. Even though Scotland decided it was a good move to chop down 1,700 trees a day to make way for windmills. <laughs> we can't wrap it in seaweed because that'll fall apart. So just about any other material would be extremely expensive to produce or might do some type of damage to the environment. So we've decided that the best thing to use to carry your meat and produce is cotton. Oh, here we go. <laughs> However... That means more forests will need to be leveled to create fields for cotton, and cotton grows best in the southern states of the U.S. Oh, no. So we'll have to gather a massive workforce to help supply the industry. So that means we got to get a large group of people in those fields, especially people who can handle the heat and are cheap lit. <laughs> we'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> Massey, you tell me when I go too far, please. That is awesome. <laughs> That is Gosh, your news, dude. Bits. Do you see what Sid is doing? <laughs> oh, it's tearing us apart. Literally reverse <laughs> racism in existence. Christians can't hold an opinion, but the left can attack the the Christian. This is insane. We'll destroy the environment to it. save the environment. I love it. <laughs> you know what we should all be thinking about right now, honestly, guys. If you're watching this, listening to this, pay attention to this. If you're listening to it on SoundCloud and all these other platforms, and you're not watching us. It's time to pick the fight, and it's time to win the fight. Amen. You have to realize it doesn't matter how ridiculous it gets. We're called to win the war. That's our job. 
We're called to go out there and know what we're talking about and not be selfish and sly and lazy. We're supposed to know how to defend ourselves and go out there and win the victories for our kids. Amen. So stand firm because that's what we need to do. Amen? All right. So we have a sponsor. Let's go ahead and throw up the slide. So I want you to imagine for a second a little girl named Manny, an innocent child tragically shot during a brutal attack on her Christian village in Nigeria. Her family gone, her future uncertain, and yet she survived. This is the tragic reality in Nigeria where Christian communities are being terrorized, their land sought for nefarious purposes. But amidst the darkness, hope remains. That hope is named Equipping the Persecuted. This is a tireless global nonprofit battling this unspoken crisis, offering support to victims like Manny. Their mission? To end this devastating cycle of violence. They're more than just relief, guys. They are empowerment, their protection, and their education. They reach the scene within 48 hours of an attack, offering emergency response and long-term support. Now, here's the deal. They need your help, guys. Equipping the persecuted needs your help. $25 a month or more can help Manny and her kids, like her, get the medical care she desperately needs, can feed, educate, and help relocate many others awaiting a chance at safety. And through their media outlet, Truth Nigeria, your donation could find a journalist brave enough to bring these stories to light. In this fight, guys, faith remains our beacon. Equipping the persecuted shares the gospel, empowering believers, and offering hope where it's needed the most. Many organizations want to help, but none are as effective and immediate as equipping the persecuted. So please go out, visit equippingthepersecuted.com today. Make a difference with a monthly donation of 25 or more today. Together, we can all stand beside Manny and countless others. We can <clears throat> shine a light against the darkness. We are equipping the persecuted. Amen. And self-evident fully supports this we'll, organization. We'll try to put up a link and stuff like that yep. too. From the we just we love Judd. We love I'm, what they're doing. I'm gonna uh, put it up on the and it's thing it's now. pretty pretty incredible. Uh, so you want to support this uh, ministry? I've known um, Judd for quite a long time, uh, off and on, probably for 15 years or so. Um, and what he's doing over there is and dude, he's also a fighter here on the homeland. I mean, he's been out there protesting and doing what he needs to do. Uh, like we all should uh, for our for our local politics and things. He's done that, and he's been in the public eye for it. But his heart is, man, we got to go to these places too. So you want to sponsor them, uh, the link is being put up right now by Mikey. Yep. Um, and if you can give me that link again, please. Equipping, there it is. Equipping the persecuted.com. Please sign up there, guys, if you can. If you can't, at least pray for them. Yes. Ask the Lord for provision to do that. Uh, because they need your support. So thank and, you uh, to Judd and all that and for, for trusting us with that right. message. That, and, that's pretty incredible. And they're, they're a loved sponsor of the Self-Evident <clears throat> Podcast, so yeah. thank you so much to you guys. So keep it going. It's awesome. Give them some love. Yeah. All right, so we're going to get into this. Because I love these topics that are like fraught with doom and gloom and controversy and, and, doom and gloom strong, works. strong. Yeah, that's why we clickbait you. Ha-ha. Doom and gloom <laughs> sells, y'all. It's it's really sad state affairs. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and, and we were talking about the concept of clickbait. I was like, I used to hate clickbait titles. And it's like, that's the only thing that'll knock people out of their autopilot and actually click something. Because people are so numbed to everything, right? So we're going to be talking about cryptocurrencies, central bank digital currencies, and economies... 
Now, you may be like, oh, that sounds a little boring. No, it's not. But it's not. <laughs> it's not. This is fun stuff. Yeah, this is this is bonkers. I mean, we, we, we all know, like, do we see that things can be used for good? Yes, there's no question. We operate, like Shalene just commented down below, she commented, we operate out of a place of liberty and victory. We do. I think that way. I'm, I'm already free in Christ. Amen. That's where I operate. That's why I think I know I'm going to win the victory because I already have the victory in Christ. So we operate from that place. But when it comes to like this, you also have to know that there's warning too, you know, and we got to warn people, hey, this could happen if we don't intervene and get involved. Mm -hmm. This could happen. That's what prophets did. Right. So we're just saying what this could be we're, bad too. You know? We try very hard to point out the good and point out the risk in something. And because, the hope of it. Yeah, exactly. You At know? the end of the day, what is the hope? Because if you don't understand risk, then you'll blindly walk into something. I.e. that dude that wants to vote out with free speech. If right. we don't teach him... The danger of doing that, that it'll eventually turn around on you and then your speech is censored, right? If you don't know that, you're just going to Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah stop sounds good. Bad talk. Stop hate speech, man. People, it hurts. Yeah, but what happens when you can't talk? Oh. <laughs> Who determines what hate is, right? Right. Anyway. All right. So what is a CBDC, right? And some of you may be like, yeah, I know that, all right? Uh, let me catch other people up to speed, all right? Just stop being so... Stop Sh being a jerk. Shalene's comment. What'd they're going say? to say paper money has COVID, so we can't <laughs> use it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch the money! It's oh got COVID gosh, on dude, it! That's so funny. Stop! Right? All right, CBDC, CWBB. CWBB. I, I will be honest. Every time I read CBDC, I can't help but think of, like, CBD oil and stuff is like, it's basically the same thing, right? <laughs> so what is it? It's a cryptocurrency, which we'll describe in a second. A nation's central bank decides to create offer to its people. So basically it's a, a, a central bank, a national bank that creates their own digital currency. Now, money that transfers between banks and all of that is already digital, but cryptocurrency is a little bit different. So cryptocurrency is basically where you have an encrypted wallet that has its own unique ID, crypto ID. Somebody else has their own wallet, unique crypto ID. Right. And the transfer of the, the currency is itself encrypted, right? And it's a digital currency that's created. That's a really like basic description of this. Yeah. So what are they telling you of why they want to do this, right? Well, first off, it's instant instantaneous transfers. It's got good privacy. It's backed by the government and official. And they will claim that it, it gives an opportunity to the unbanked households, those who don't have an account in a bank, to participate in the system. You know, because we don't want to encourage the dirty, awful, horrible thing called cash. Basically, a retail CBDC would be like having a bank account with the Federal Reserve, which is the bank for banks, right? It's kind of that central bank that lends and banks for all of the banks, even if it is intermediated by another bank. Now, the U.S. Federal Reserve tried to argue that a CBDC would make transactions instantaneous, which is so freaking awesome because, you know, never been thought of before. Cash app. <laughs> I love your humor, dude. Sometimes it's like, that's so tasteful. <laughs> In other words, when we ask why central bank cryptocurrency, because government and central banks want their hands in it. They do not like the idea of a market of independent currencies floating around. Right now, in cryptocurrency, that's what's going on. 
you you can create your own currency. You know, we could create Massey bucks. And and we could give tokens of Massey bucks. I out. bet you that would sell too. Heck, maybe we Imagine should. Imagine this face on it. <laughs> Could, could we do a Massey Bucks cryptocurrency? We should actually have a Massey Bucks gift card to our store. That's a good the idea. TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. Like that. That's a new... I like that. Somebody get on that. Who's in charge of this? <laughs> yeah. Who who runs this thing? Who's, who's doing this? Who runs this, this two-bit organization? <laughs> so this, this CBDC idea... Uh, Senior professor of trade policy at Cornell University, Eswar Prasad, stated at a recent World Economic Forum event in China. I, I totally name dropped that just to, you know, freak people out. He said, and one final note that I'll make is that if you think about the benefits of digital money, there are huge potential gains. It's not just about digital forms of physical currency. You can have programmability, units of central bank currency with expiry dates, you could have, as I argue in my book, a potentially better, or some people might say darker world, where the government decides uh, units of central bank money can be used to purchase some things, but not other things that it deems less desirable, like, say, ammunition or drugs or pornography or something of the sort. That is very powerful in terms of the use of a CBDC. One thing I wanted us to talk about is, like, do you see the central planning language in that? Um, and there are benefits and risks to everything. One of the benefits of cash, like cold, hard cash, is it's very hard to control. Because if I've got it in my pocket, yeah. I can hand it to Massey when I need to, and yep. he, can, I, he and I can determine a transaction. Exactly. You know? I mean, the only thing I, I just keep thinking about, when people don't want to trust in something higher than them, That's for, forgive go me for going that. basic no, on no, this, go but... People don't want to trust in something higher than them spiritually that they cannot see. Yet these same folks will trust in a currency that comes up from someone that they can't see. Right. You can go to your representatives and all these other things, but they're not going to, like, listen to you. When's the last time your local, like, this is just an example, uh, uh, DeSantis, he's never come to my home for a chicken dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's never. Although the invite's open, bro. Hey, anytime. Anytime. Vivek, RFK. Yeah. President Trump, all y'all, come over to the house. We'll throw you a little bonfire. You know what I mean? We'll throw in some chicken. Um, but there, so if we don't trust in something that we cannot see because we don't trust, you're going to trust in a government that you cannot see or even influence right now to trust them with this kind of digital wallet, mm -hmm. to trust them with more important information that most people would never even know about you, right? And that's I, that's a, a piece of that. So... We've noticed the government tends to like to gather information about you, just like Google and Amazon and Facebook. They, everybody wants information on yeah, you because yeah. it's useful to them. And then we see it get used in the wrong way or it's open to hacking. And The IRS has been hacked how many times? Yeah, you know, like, and then they need to hire 87,000 new agents. or I don't even know if that came to pass, but like all this stuff. So what, what I'm saying is, this is the kind of talk we need to have when we're talking to people who are trying to do this. Right. You don't want to trust in the living God who can protect you by his holiness, and his, which is documented. All governments have ever done is destroy themselves. The only thing government has ever done correctly is destroy itself and destroy its people. Government has never, 
tell me a place where government has succeeded. <laughs> our Constitution has lived long, right. but our governments have done enough to destroy this whole globe thousand yeah, you, times over. You want to talk about the effect of governments. <laughs> so let's trust those same people who can't balance their own checkbook with a new currency and all of your information. Makes sense. <laughs> what? Whoa. Let's, hey. Let's remove the last shred of control <laughs> and put it in their hands. That's like, a great way to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're just like, huh? You know, you do the, you, you just sit back and think about this and start thinking rationally as well. Lord, give me the wisdom. Right. Give me the understanding to this. And you're like, okay, I can't submit to that. So what do we do? And And I think one thing that we've got to remember is, Sure, the Federal Reserve is technically independent, right? And you could argue that CBDCs are independent currencies. And yet, there is an attempt by government to control the currency that you use, especially on U.S. soil, right? Now, there will always be alternative markets for you to use, right? So... At the end of the day, no matter what, let's say, and, and I want to get to one of these questions in terms of, like, I, I put questions to ponder for us. Is this the Antichrist system taking shape, right? Because I think that's what Christians so often have on the mind. And I was thinking about it this morning of the, the Antichrist system will control buying and selling. Boy, point in that favor shaping up. But at the end of the day, if Massey and I are sitting next to each other and he's got something of value to trade to me and I've got something to trade to him. That's a, that's a trade. That's a trade. That's a right? transaction. Needed. That's a transaction. We have something of value to trade, right? So no matter what, you're going to have alternative markets. The question is accessibility to the alternative market. And even though banks are independent, banks still get put under pressure by government forces. And we've seen it. The evidence has come out that, the pressure and the the pushing is there of, oh, this person's you know supporting gun manufacturers, or this person's supporting this agenda, or this person's doing that. We need to shut them out, right? And and we've watched um, the the leader of the Proud Boys got frozen out of all of his accounts, right? And you can say, well, that's just the banks. Man, when I look at the Twitter files and all the Facebook stuff and how much the government was intervening in just speech. I'm guessing that the government would have, you know, kind of nudged a bank and said, hey, uh, you know. But it's been proven now. Close even, this person out. Even for the government to contact Twitter to take certain posts down, what the flip are they doing? That's not their job. Right. To go into a private business and tell them not to do something like that, that has nothing to do with them. And I, I think they've, they've, they've hit the point long time ago, but they've hit the point of where we need to control every <clears throat> single aspect of a person's life to ensure we're secure. They tell you they want you to be That's secure. That's a great point. But what they're actually trying to do is secure themselves, yeah, right? They're trying to... Dude, they don't even tell you all their secrets, and they want to know yours. Yeah. In the name of safety. <laughs> We're doing this for you. It's all for you. That's They always tell you that, right? Dude, literally, you walk into an airport. I'll just use this example again. You walk into an airport, and they're like, if you if you talk back, if you use bad language, blah, 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 you can get arrested. You might not be able to go on your plane. But you can literally sit there and call Trump supporters deplorables. And evil white supremacists. Evil and white supremacists and, and extremists. Uh, 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 KKK, yep. all this other stuff. But we're good. Like, we're good there, right? But don't you dare question government. 
Do you guys see the like? Who are they? Who are they? A bunch of they? people. They're a bunch like, of people. Ah, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's it's, it's crazy. <laughs> but I, l- listen, man. Um, yeah. Read that. Um, I've got it on my screen. Oh, you, you, is it mine? Can you see? Uh, it, it posted on both. Did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Cool. Never mind. No, I um, appreciate it, though. No, so I'll read it in th- a second. Did you do the questions to ponder? This is good. Yeah, I, I had the Antichrist one. I think that's really important for us to touch yeah, on. Yeah, is the Antichrist system taking shape? I mean, listen. Uh, Joe Z had a, had a thing about what are anti what is the Antichrist and, and and in the Bible it actually talks about there are many Antichrists that came. Thank you. There's a there's definite archetypes of an Antichrist system that is trying to dominate. Um, but I will say this is a type of Antichrist system. Yes, I don't think it's the Antichrist itself. I think it's a type of Antichrist. And let me explain. What it does is it moves you to fear to get involved in the system. The only one that operates out of fear and not faith is Satan. Yes. So what do, what do they say? Fear or or doubt? Fear is adhesion to a lie, basically. And so when when you look at this, yes, this is a type of antichrist system. Basically, what it's doing is not trusting in the Lord anymore. We're trusting in man. Shalene uh, actually said something really cool about the crypto that it's volatile. You want me to read that? Yeah, go ahead. She said, "Oh, it's so volatile as well. Crypto. If when you're establishing the connection, you make a mistake." That money is gone. So let me tell you, always establish a connection with a little bit of money, like $1 rather than 10 grand crypto to someone you've never sent it to before. They make you check a box. It says, you know, this money's gone forever if you make a mistake. Absolutely right. There is a risk inherent in sending money digitally I mean, to look, somebody else. Look what know? happened to the dollar when we removed its backing. You yeah. know what I mean? Now it's so volatile. It's, you know, where countries are backing out of our dollar. You yeah, know? So like, yeah, definitely this is a volatile system. I think the next question is a good one. Should we be afraid of this? Should we be afraid of what's going on here? I'm never an ascriber to fear. Right. I, I don't think there's definite there's definite wisdom in being um, cautious, prudent to these things. Trep, maybe trepidatious a little bit, hesitant hesitancy. Uh, when something like this is thrown out there, notice they don't throw it out there right away. They they do it in spades. So they take two steps forward and they take a step back. So they keep pushing the line, just like the liberal left does. With and, the with the whole gay stuff and the transgender yep. stuff, they take two steps forward and a step back. And right? I, I think along with that, there seems seems to be an mo of first it's encouraged, first it's it's promoted as a good thing or a benefit or a convenience. Yeah. Then it becomes more and more important that you do it, and then it slides into fear so often. Right? If you look at at say the 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 COVID vaccines, which I probably killed us on the algorithm just saying that. But if you look at the <laughs> vaccines. The first step so, was encouragement. The first step was promotion. Hey, you should get this. Do this for everybody. It's awesome. And then all of a sudden you saw more and more fear and coercion work into the system of you need to do this or else no, you're going to kill everybody. Yeah. You better do this or we're putting you in jail. You know. Yeah, the, the, the reports are out. The statistics are out. The scientists have said they made you feel stupid then for not doing it. So that's the lie of Satan. This looks really good. This is great. Go ahead and eat the fruit of the tree. Right. And then, but did God say, now he makes you feel stupid. Didn't you, did you hear that? Right. So then they move into, no, you're going to become just like this. You can be just like us. No big deal. It's a whole benefit. Dude, this is all psychology. If you look at what Satan did, it's all psychology. What psychologists learn today about the brain is exactly what Satan did. He knows it's the mind. Why do you think the scriptures talk so much about renewing your mind? Never says really renew your heart. That's been transformed by Christ. Never trust your heart. Mm -hmm. Right. It's being doing, being renewed day by day. Right, my spirit's been renewed, but why is it? It says, "Be therefore transformed by the renewing of your mind." Why are they going after the brain? 
Right. Why is it that the transgender activists, Absolutely dude, this is right. so good. That's good. The Go transgender activists are now saying my brain is like that of a female or a woman. Why, why the brain? Now the brain is the most important thing, right? So it's all the brain. Everything's in the brain. So what they're literally saying is this is a mental issue. Everything we're dealing with is a mental issue. All these sins, all these things, how we think, as a man thinketh in his heart, the Bible says, so is he. If you want to be afraid, you will be afraid. Go for it. I can't be afraid. We can't live in fear. You know what I mean? So fear, to me, is, is an issue of here and in here. My faith must be put in Christ. Therefore, I must study the scriptures to know the faith to walk in. If I know myself to be a man of God, and I've done and put on the armor of the Lord, and I know that I'm walking in his in His, in his Goodness, I don't make provision for the flesh. I hate evil, love the good. This is what I'm doing. I'm denying myself daily, putting myself in the disciplines of the word of God and in prayer. I don't have to fear this stuff. Here's what I do become, though. I do become curious. I become prudent. And then I say, how can I stand against this, Lord, the thing that's trying to crush me? Amen. What do I do? I, you made me think of Romans 1. And so in Romans 1, it says, professing to be wise, they became fools and Changed the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of Truth. birds and four-footed animals so and crawling true. creatures. Now, go down to 28. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind Oof. to do those things which are not proper. A depraved your, what? Your mind. You're so right, dude, of like, it's the attack of the mind. The mind is darkened, right? If Satan can separate the soul, right, the mind, the will, the emotions from the spirit, and it's no longer listening to the spirit, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, it's Satan's playground, bro. Separate the person from God. Dude, why are... This is... Thank you. Dude. That was so amazing. A reprobate mind. Why are the eyes the windows to the soul? That's what the Bible says. The eyes are the windows to the soul. Why? Because that's, that's so what good. you operate out of. What you see is what so good. comes into your head. King David said that I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. Why? I hate the work of them that turn aside. It won't cleave to me. Job made a covenant with his eyes. He wouldn't look upon a maid that way. Right? So my eyes, how I think... Again, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks, as a man thinks, right? So what we do in action is what we've already dreamed and thought of. What does the Bible say about sin? Therefore, when lust has conceived, where does it conceive first? And here, when it conceives, it brings forth sin. Sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. Literally, it's warring after the mind. This is the battlefield. Why is it called the helmet of salvation? I have to look at salvation every single day to know why I operate in the faith. This is beautiful. This is all mental. And and, uh, we're kind of off on a tangent from crypto, but just hear us out on this. You cannot live in fear with this stuff. If I operating out of fear connotates you operate out of emotion, not the spirit. Tell me when this when, when emotions have been good leaders. Anybody show me where emotions have been good leaders. I, I had a pastor who gave the perfect analogy. If you're at the bottom of a hill in a war and you, you need to take that top position, who do you want in charge leading the forces? Right. The guy who just saw his friend's head get blown off and is all emotional or the general who's emotionally detached from what's going on in the middle of the battlefield? 
You want the general because he's the one who's thinking strategically. He's the one who's thinking big picture. He's not emotionally wrapped up in the highs and the lows of what's going on because as soon as your emotions overwhelm you, you start making bad decisions. Truth, dude. And so often what we do is we get that emotion of fear rising up in us and we're off to the races in a wayward direction, right? Now, we've brought up a lot of our concerns about, you know, digital currencies and and the acts of governments over time and all of that. Right, right. But at the end of the day, the hope is fear doesn't have to control you. They may institute a one-world global currency. They may forbid, ban all of the else. Okay. Y'all, we were just talking then about... Then what? Yeah, we were just talking about this this morning. I'm reading Daniel this morning. I've been reading Jeremiah. And each one of these, you know, some, some of the prophets have a, a similar thing. The children of Israel going into exile. In other words, government's oppressing. They've been sent into punishment or to judgment, if you will. They're in another country. They're taken over. And then here is the Lord saying, I know your future and your hope. I know the remnant that I'm going to keep. So it's like even if I'm in captivity, which I'm not looking forward to, I'm looking to win this war. I'm looking right. to win this fight right now. But even if he still keeps his kids in perfect peace, perfect peace have minds, perfect peace have they whose minds are stayed on, whose what's are stayed on there? Whose hearts are stayed on them, I think it is, but that's connotates the yeah, mind. Yeah, connotates heart and the mind. Yeah, heart and together. the mind are, this, are together. So it's like, if, if, if you look at how uh, Jeremiah 29, we know the thoughts and plans, read from four and on. So if you're put in exile, okay, build homes. Thank have you. kids. Thank you. Father Thank you. children. You. you know, uh, give them to be wives, or your, your daughters to, to husbands and, and, and your, your sons' uh, wives, and uh, build houses and seek the prosperity of your city. But even, even right now, I feel like the Christian really, and, and uh, this sounds victimish, but I'm not going there because I don't, I'm not under, I'm over, where they're trying to keep us under. They're trying to put the thumb on us, right? So what do we do? Build homes, have babies, teach our children the ways of the Lord, give our daughters to husbands and give our sons to wives, right? Seek the prosperity of our country and our city. That's our job right now. Because when the city prospers, it says in Jeremiah, you prosper. So we're after the cleaning house of our cities, the cleaning house of our counties, the cleaning house of our state and our nation. That's why we're doing this. That's what church people should be doing. That's what the church should be doing. And you know what? We're encouraging the church to do that. August 16th, for, tune in Wednesday night. Yeah. For this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Mm -hmm. Look at the birds of the air, mm -hmm. that they do not sow mm -hmm. nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet mm -hmm. your heavenly Father feeds them. Mm -hmm. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? Come on. You of little faith. Do not worry then, saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Oh, 
love doing this show. This is a blast. <laughs> That's your proof right there, guys. This is the sound effects we need. Yes. We need the clap one too, like the really cheesy. Seek ye first the <laughs> kingdom of God and His righteousness. What the flip are we seeking? You know why we're afraid of what happens on this earth? Some of us is because we're not seeking the kingdom of God. This is training grounds for the up and coming kingdom of God. We will be trusted with ten cities, five cities, and those kinds of things. With the talent, the, the parable of the talents and the minas. We will be trusted. How are we conducting ourselves on earth? If you live in fear on earth, can you operate in the kingdom of God? Amen. How are you going to operate up there if you live in fear here? You can't do that. You won't be able to do it. And guess what? It's not the time to live in fear. It's the time to operate in faith and see past the natural flesh and what they're trying to do and say, no, Lord, you're greater than them. If you discomfited armies in the Old Testament and sent a pestilence and a swarm and they confused themselves and they attacked themselves, then, Lord, you got to do it again. We got to go back to that prayer from Jacob, uh, Reverend Jacob Duchesne when he said, Lord, convince our enemies of the unrighteousness of their cause, Lord. You let them drop their weapons of war from their hands. You do it, Lord. I can't do it. I can't change this system and all their money and all the, the contacts they have. But you can. You can just grab that little string, right, and pull it and watch the whole thing unravel. Lord, you got to, because there's more than 50 righteous that are praying against this mess, Amen. and it's global. There's more Amen. than 50 righteous in this world that God can move on. And so we need to have the faith to operate that way and not live in fear. Be cautious, but don't live in fear. Walk in faith. Do your calling. Do your job. Have your babies. Make sure you pray over them because God has them in tow too. What a time to be alive, bro, that our kids get to see our prayers answered and theirs too. Right. I actually, now is the time. Man, along that point, I had a friend I was talking to, and, and they had voiced that that thought of, like, I, I don't know whether to bring kids into this world, right? And I said, what if God has ordained your kid to do something magnificent for the kingdom, and you're withholding that from the world because of your fear? I think we've got to step out of this side of, like, well, all of this is going to happen, and it's all going to be bad, and get into the realm of hope and faith that God has ordained us for this time, for this place, for a reason. What we have to do is let go of our own lives. Because Massey and I were talking before this started and said, I said, Christians died in the Colosseum. <laughs> Christians died in the gulags. Christians died in the concentration camps. Christians have died in China. Dude, what did, what did Jesus say? A servant's not greater than his master. If they, if they hated me, they're going to they hate, hate you. you. So at some point, you have to give up a part of your life, aka all of it, and say, Lord, if I'm called to die, okay, but I'll do what you've asked me to do and yeah. walk it out day by day. Now, the whole reason he and I do what we do is because we want to fight for God's kingdom and territory so that our kids don't have to go through what we don't want them to go through, right? We do not want them to have to nope. go through those. Nope. So we're going to do everything we can today. But he and I both have the full understanding that it may come out a way we don't like. Such is life. What else can I say? That's it. In the words of Vinnie Jackson, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> She'll know what I'm talking about. That's it. 
That's it. Right? I think, uh, no, what, one of the things that I love about this kind of teaching and, and getting back to, to the crypto, because we got to talk about the whole crypto or the... I, I do want to cover WorldCoin okay, and so, Soulbound so, for a so, second. So just putting your heart at ease here, right? Yes, this is nefarious, I believe, in a lot of ways. Can we use it to the Christian's advantage? Always. God always has a way of using the evil for the good. Always. So look for those opportunities, too. When you operate in faith, you can do that. If you operate in fear, you're going to be paralyzed. So look, operate by faith and say, Lord, how do we use this if this happens to come to pass? How are we using it for our, you know, ourselves? Yeah. Or do we just go and I'm thinking about it, right, going and buying some acreage and just homesteading and yeah. doing my thing, right? I mean, hey. Hey. You got to think that way. If that's what you're going to do, get some skills under your belt, right? Start to learn some things and start to like hawk and trade, right? And, and that's what you got to do. And I think, I think that's something that the Lord is doing right now. And people is waking them up and and urging them to learn new skills and urging them to get things in order. Not because I think the whole world is collapsing, but I do sense like there's this movement, especially in Christians, of like, no, I got to have things in order. I got to be a steward. I yep. got to be on on top of my game. And so. Yep. Take that as an encouragement that there is time to get on top of your game, no matter what happens, right? Um, I do want to... What? <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> Just what you said. I'd... Sorry. Now I'm like going back in my head. No, don't worry about it. It's, my, it's me. It's <laughs> All right. You. So I do want to bring up the next slide, the, the world coin slide. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I've seen this popping up in different areas. I thought it was interesting. This is called WorldCoin, and I'm not giving you this to be like, see, it's, although it does look like sci-fi, dystopian, future type thing, this orb, this company has developed this orb. They're going around the world capturing biometric data, and they're offering people free AirPods. They're offering them 30 bucks, that kind of thing. What it does is it captures biometric data, including irises, builds a unique encrypted ID for the person to be able to have a world coin crypto wallet. And they give them world coins or world world coin tokens or whatever it's called. The whole concept behind it is a universal basic income. So that it's trying in taking all of that privacy biometric data, the concept is protecting from fraudsters and scammers and thieves from taking your universal basic income world coins and you being able to prove you're not AI, you are a real human. What I find interesting about this is there's this whole conversation going on in the crypto world about building trusting economies in the digital realm. And there's one called Circles, which is another universal basic income idea. So everybody gets the same amount. And the circles that you're in are based on trust. So if you trade your tokens with somebody who's not trustworthy, your tokens could lose value. Boy, what could what could go wrong with that? No, it's perfect. Anyways. And then there's another one that I I, <laughs> I really put this one in because I know it's going to make Christians kind of squirm. This one's called Soulbound. Because that's a great that's a great way to get started. <laughs> so this one was created by a tech wizard kid who grew up playing video games and modeled the digital economy after a concept from a game called Warhammer. Basically, Soulbound works like similarly to Circles, right? So it uses the idea of soul to replace the idea of the wallet. So your soul is your crypto wallet. 
So you share your soul, your crypto wallet, your tokens with others. Soulbound tokens can never be used by anyone else, right? So yours is unique to you. They contain proof of your unique identity and can also be used like a resume, aka a social credit score. When you're soulbound, others in your community, other souls or soul guardians can Jeez. attest to your good character. They provide the backing that you are legitimate and trustworthy. So what if the soul or wallet is of bad character? The consequences of the pack turning on the outcast can be horrific. Your soulbound wallet goes beyond a normal resume or personal ID. It will allow or deny access to buildings, bank accounts, transportation, etc. It can be different wallets, one for proof of your job and one to hold your health information, so on. What's interesting is the drive behind this. So the creator, Vitalik Buterin, considers achieving legitimacy to be one of the highest priorities for people. He stated, legitimacy, being legitimate, is a pattern of higher order acceptance. An outcome in some social context is legitimate if the people in that social context broadly accept and play their part in enacting that outcome, and each individual person does so because they expect everyone else to do the same. That's herd mentality. Social yeah. acceptance. So think, think about what's guiding him in this, this creation, this project. It's an independent project. It's not a government institution, right? WorldCoin... Is does have its sights set on a government implementation, right? And WorldCoin's very similar in, in that respect. But what I noticed coming out of these cryptocurrency experiments is a lot of talk about social acceptance. In other words, a social credit score. Oh, we as a society don't like what that guy's saying, so we're not gonna we don't respect his tokens anymore. We're we're freezing him out of the society. <coughs> Dude. I just think too, like it's it's all this idea about making one person, one thing, one way of thinking, one order, one 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 solid people, one global citizenry, right? You know, it's funny about the scriptures. It already talked about that. We yeah. we have one faith, one Lord, one baptism, right? But you know what's crazy about that? We're each individually created to be who we are, rich or poor, whatever we are all created under Christ to still serve the Lord. We don't want to be one with faith in him, but they want they, they want the globe to trust one another somehow because look at the divisions now. We can trust each other now. Yeah. We're just going <laughs> to blindly accept this. You know what I mean? That makes sense to me. You know, what I also find funny is I've never known a person to give away money for nothing. Where's this universal income going to come from, right? Right. And and but when you give it away and it comes into someone's account there's that's never a free thing. There's always something expected. So there's some type of yes. That's a good way to put it. Expectation attached. Yeah. Right? So who's going to do the expecting? Right. What does that look like? And if you don't meet that expectation, they shut it off. Right. I thought this was about equality and people just doing everything together and everybody being equal. And whereas what we try to push forward in terms of we're free market capitalists, you could consider us that. We believe so much in, in the freedom of association, right? And the market not determining winners and losers. Now, you could make an argument that these, in terms of the social uh, agreement, is similar to a free market system. I think the problem is the UBI aspect of it. Um, 
Marie on YouTube said, I'd rather keep working for my money. UBI purposefully creates lazy people. And what I've noticed is the explanation of UBI from the, the creators of WorldCoin, the creator of, of Soulbound, there's this idea that a UBI will do away with, with <laughs> what requirement, right, or obligation, and it'll instead build trust between people because it equals everything. That's the dumbest thing. The, the problem at the core of that, exactly what Massey is saying, the problem of the core of that is that you're <laughs> trying to socially engineer human beings. Human beings are driven by something deeper than you can socially engineer. So if, you, if I give you $100 every day, right, you get used to it. All of a sudden I stop. You're not going to say, thank you for the $100 that you've been giving me for three months. That's cool. Okay, I'll go out on my own. No, you'll get mad at me that I've pulled the $100 from your wallet, even though I was the one giving it to you for nothing in the first place. That's right. It's, it's human <laughs> nature. Mike, here's, here's the funny thing. Let's say every one of us got this. Just go with me for a minute. I'm, I'm, in, the, nice. I'm, in, I'm in the zone. I'm pulling you in now, Okay. We each get $1,000 from this UBI or whatever. Right. Because of how people's design is, some of us are like that, go get them, reach for the brass ring. You don't think your neighbor is going to be like, I got to figure out a way to take $200 from that person so I can get ahead. You don't think there's going to be a black like market behind all this right. where there's going to be one guy or many <laughs> who are going to go after the weaker ones and say, hey, I got that thing, a couple hundred bucks though. Right? So now they have 800, you have 1200. Right. You see what I'm saying? There's always going to be this pecking order in human life. Those who are after the things and will always keep other people low. And, and there there have been plenty of people who had said, "Go ahead. Wipe all debt, wipe all wealth, bring it all back to zero, give everybody the same amount. In 20 years you'll still have inequality grow." Because there are people who will play the game better than other people yeah look at those people who who are are taught wealth how to manage wealth they win the lottery it sustains people who aren't who come from nothing they learn by emotion they blow it they spend it if we don't teach people how to i'm not advocating for ubi i think ubi is like a urinary tract infection it's a like uti <laughs> all it's going to do is create pain in places that you have to keep going number one so it's just like that. UBI can only create infections. It, that's all it's going to do. It's going to create us to hate the system even more. And yet it's so crazy. Sometimes those things happen in the past because that was the catapult for someone to say no mas, right? No more. Mm -hmm. And so, no, we're going to prevent that. We're praying against it in Jesus' name. That's why we're doing these prayer and fastings on September 29th, yes. not 30th, 29th, which is a Friday. Join us all day. We're going to ask some of you that are on the thing right now to pray. During that day, you're going to join us. You're going to pray into the nation. You're going to pray over our children. You're going to pray over these things the way the founders did. We cannot call on the God of heaven if we're not willing to seek the God of heaven the way they did. Amen to that. If God answered their prayers, it's because they sought him a different way than what we're seeking now. So we really need that on the behalf. And so, Mike, great job. This you was too. good. Man, that was... I it actually like this topic. It's it's interesting to me. It's, it's quite a stupid topic, but it's a great topic. I mean, I'm saying like... Yeah. Universal basic income. Right. The and that's, I, I would love to, at some point, either another conversation between you and my, you and I or a full podcast of getting more into this. Why is UBI seem to be so central to these 
experiments of cryptocurrency and, and digital currency. Good call. There's there's more that I didn't name who are basing on a UBI system, which of course the UBI system is really just a communist system, right? But it's so curious, you know. Now Bitcoin was not a UBI thing. Bitcoin was very much a, a free market idea. Um, and now we're seeing this more and more of these experiments and they, they intertwine with social experimenting. And it's just, that's, it's fascinating you know, guys, to me. <laughs> if government really cared about you, right. And they care about your health and how you produce, why don't they make gym memberships free? Certain groceries what? free, like milk, eggs. Why, why isn't that free? Why, why didn't they push you outside and into the gyms? And in the healthy food sections during COVID. Why didn't they? If government really cares and they want to give away money, then make certain things free for people to do. I am not advocating for that, okay? I'm saying that's not even within their purview, their scope, and it's unconstitutional. I'm saying if we're going to continue down this line of thinking, why not just make certain things free, let me keep my money and do what I do because you really care about me? Because they don't. They want to enslave you. That's the warning here. They want to enslave you. That's the thing. It's all about enslavement here. This has nothing, nothing good will come out of this, I promise you. If they get their way, which they won't, in Jesus' name, I'm, I'm crying out for this. Yes, Carrie! <laughs> the toilet paper. Yeah, make toilet paper free. Yeah. If you really care about my, san- my, 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 what are they called? Sanitary engagement, make tampons and toilet paper free, right? Actually, we- for me, wipes, but I mean, I like wipes. Yeah. Sorry, that, that a little TMI. We need all of the options. But if I go with the crypto, they're going to know I use wipes anyway, so now you know. Yeah, well, then they'll shut you out of it when they decide your social credit score isn't good enough. And if you want to tell me that's a conspiracy you know theory, re- just look at China. Yeah, you know what I realize? What? We're pretty open on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we forget the cameras are on. Yeah, anyway. But anyways. Well, so we love you. Go clean your butts. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Yeah, here's where you can shove your crypto. (laughs) Toilet paper after. (laughs) Is that befitting a Christian podcast? Yes. Uh, One last comment. It's like the how to catch a wild pig parable. To catch a wild pig, you go in the woods and put corn on ground every day. When the pigs are used to it being there, you place corn in a cage. It's a perfect way to put it. So, don't be a pig, right? But... Have hope, like we told you earlier. Man, there, there's so much more to this life than just paying attention to what the government's doing. It's about your faith in the Lord. The Lord can provide you sustenance when there is nothing around you. He can bring the birds to you with food for you, okay? And I think sometimes we don't have that level of faith. Sometimes, a lot of times. Yeah, it's time to start moving towards that level of faith of knowing God can feed you and and give you water when nobody else can, right? So let's pray. So, Father, we ask for that level of faith that no matter what is going on around us, Lord, the risks, the benefits, the world system, all of it, Lord, Lord, we pray that our eyes would be on you, that our faith would be in what you can do. Father, we are so absolutely grateful for your provision. We're grateful for who you are and that you love your children. Lord, we love you. We thank you in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Love you. Love you guys. Have a great day.